What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Press Start Podcast with me, Ash, and as always, my co-host, Shane. On today's episode, we are going to be going in-depth as we look at the good, the bad, and everything in between from the Insomnia Gaming Festival that we attended on Saturday. Yeah, we spent the entire day there at the Birmingham NEC Arena, and we'll go in-depth about our trip. But first, let's have a quick word with our sponsors from Overlord Industries. Right, so before we begin today's episode, we would like to say a quick thank you to the sponsor of our episode today, Overlord Industries. They're an independent apparel brand featuring a wide range of designs, including Nordic, parrot card and quote designs, as well as some less PC designs in a wide range of clothing, such as t-shirts, hoodies, vests and much more. It's also worth noting that Overlord Industries are currently recruiting for some new brand ambassadors. And as part of that partnership, you'll bag yourself a massively generous 50% discount to all new ambassadors. They've also recently opened a new Discord channel and to offer a community reach to their brand and their ambassadors. You can join them by visiting their Instagram at overlord.industries. And something exciting is also coming very soon from Overlord Industries, which is their brand new Star Wars range. And we will give you more details about this range in a future episode of the Press Start podcast. Finally, you can keep up to date with all their new products on their website at overlordindustries.co.uk. Okay, so we are now, what is it? It's Tuesday, so it's been four days now since the event. Um, Overall, uh, just as a general feel for the event, what would you sort of say are your lasting impressions of of the show? I enjoyed it. I think it was a really good day. And I think after two years of being shut away and there's been no gaming events that, well, you know, apart from the digital, um, I thought it were great. And I thought, you know, the whole ethos of Insomnia's gaming event is celebrate gaming. And I think that's exactly what it was, you know, right, getting this nostalgia kicks right from the early days of gaming with the Atari and sensible soccer and stuff. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously, if you haven't watched it already, we have got on our YouTube channel a vlog from the day um which you should which, definitely watch yeah it was actually you even said didn't you it was our first attempt at a vlog and we've sort of said at the end of it it was like we could have actually done a bit more we actually enjoyed doing it that much um yeah, yeah i think i think the overall consensus of the whole day was it was quite good i mean i've attended insomnia previously and obviously we've both done egx before um, yeah one of the f- <clears throat> sorry one of the first comments i said when i walked in was it's quite a small room. Like I've been to Insomnia's, and obviously, like we say, we did. We've done a couple of EGXs at uh, the NEC and so on before. And these and rooms, I've done the London ones, exactly. Yeah, which you said which that was were on multiple two floors. Yeah, yeah. So multiple floors. Yeah. This Insomnia that was based basically in like one hall with a second hall for the bring your own computer side felt small immediately as soon as i walked in i could see the signs for the one end of the room where the food and all that was and then the other end was where the stage was which was another hall so basically the whole convention was built into one hall in terms of these stands yeah your games and all that sort of thing and the scale of it felt small um yeah you know, i agree with that egx spread across three halls egx seemed like a massive walk from one end to the other However, this one, as soon as we walked in, I acknowledged the fact that, wow, you know, there's the cosplay at one end or whatever's at that end. There's, 
you know, the Xbox and PlayStation and all that sort of stuff, and that's the stage, that's it. So, uh, you know, it, there was well, a Well, I think you can get the scale when you say, like, Xbox had five machines. Exactly, the, the, the yes. You stood at, and, then, and then a couple more in those, that seating area, and PlayStation, the same. Yeah, you know, that it were a, a, a very small square, wasn't it, where you were playing sort of the the current gen consoles? Yeah, it 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 was just lacking that sort of. I mean, we the first thing we'll get into it in a second about what like obviously through our day, but the very first thing we did was uh, Alpine Racing Simulator, and yeah, we jumped in the queue obviously straight away because what we thought was a very small queue. There was only probably thirty people ahead of us, which naturally at a gaming convention there could be 200 300 in front of you yeah 30 is nothing is it no we'll be playing that anytime that queue in itself took what was it nearly an hour and a half yeah about an hour and 20 wasn't it yeah and we immediately said you know one of the problems with this is there's only three um there's only three machines you know, for all these yeah. people. So automatically everything was slower. You know, the everything that was on show, yeah. there was only three or four. The VR arenas, it was, you know, four versus four. It wasn't there was there wasn't enough of anything really to sort of keep the crowd rolling for a good period of time. Yeah, you know, getting people and, on and off and And I think I think that sort of says everything about the you know the gaming conventions that are happening now like the, there's the, obviously a lot of people question we've said it aren't we it, are, are they dying is it yeah. is it a dying art now that everybody's doing things digitally and had to do things digitally during covid and we will pick that up on a on another topic we won't go too in depth on this podcast on that but i think egx you know we're, we're hoping to go to the london one um towards the end of the year but are they dying out and and you know are people finding it an expensive thing? Is there a reason why? I think um, I'd say when it got, I mean, EGX proved just how busy it was, you know, that people still want to go. I think, you know, yeah, that room was packed, weren't it? It was, you know, there was yeah, plenty of people more, around. Like you said, with more setups, I think, it, like you said, it would have been more flowing and, and things like that. And, and it does question, but th- then you've got to think, do the hosts, like those at Alpine, did they sit, stand there and think the same that day? We should have brought seven or eight machines here. Yeah. Because, you know, the queue is that long and, you know, they were handing out pamphlets for you to kind of sign up to do this hot lap. It were all about sort of gathering people's credentials, wasn't it? To, yeah. You know, you know, for their mailing list and stuff like that. But, you know, maybe I'd like to ask that question. Did they think, wow, we didn't expect this. We should have brought more. Yeah. I think the thing is, obviously, we're coming off the back of two years of, obviously, horror with everything to do with COVID and the lockdowns and the world going into isolation and that. So you can understand that people are going to be cautious. You know, they're going to... Yeah. Are are people going to come out? Are we going to get the numbers we used to get pre-lockdown? But... I think one of the negative, obviously there's a lot of negatives to do with COVID, but one of the negatives in the gaming industry is the fact that enough developers and that now have seen that we don't need these massive conventions to build the hype. You know, uh, many of E3 these studios... Yeah, again, I think it's a reflection, in it? Exactly. You know, Xbox, PlayStation, 
every, most Ubisoft and EA, they all did their own thing during lockdown. They did their own showcase, their own shows. And it still had this massive impact. There were still hundreds of thousands of people watching online, watching the streams, watching the reveals. So do Microsoft and PlayStation need to bring their whole crew from, you know, America and all over the world to one place for all that expense to put on this massive show when they can literally sit and spend three weeks putting it together from the studio to just broadcast at a certain time on a certain date? Yeah. and, and I, I mean, you've got to expect that Insomnia is always going to be smaller than EGX. Yeah. It? It, it, you know, it's that's, never going to have just a given. No, because EGX, you get to play games that are out yet. You get to trial out future releases. Where you don't get that Insomnia. It's just about celebrating gaming. So it's celebrating what's there now. It's yeah. celebrating the years gone by. So I think it is always going to be smaller. But, I mean, we touched as well, didn't we, on the merchandise? Although there was some really good merchandise stalls and, and you know, the, there was people there that had hand-drawn and hand-painted, you know, scenes from a game and characters from a game. And, and they were super talented. But it it was a couple of rows, wasn't it, of merchandise and compared yeah. to the likes of EGX. The oh, normally EGX is massive of it. Massive, massive merchandise. It, it? I mean, obviously, you know, obviously you came to my house before we left for EGX for the first time and you saw, you know, my shelves full of all sorts of different merchandise and bits and bobs that I collect and other crap. But... yeah. You know, I'm I'm very much somebody who loves collectibles. I love merchandise. I love things that have got a logo on it or a character figure and that. And I thought, if, even if I just come away from EGX with, uh, not EGX, sorry, Insomnia with, you know, I don't know, some sort of Halo figure that's something pretty unique or, you know, something yeah, whatever. But we must have gone up and down them merchandise stalls five or six times through the day, if not more. And yeah. You came away with two Lego figures of Yoda. And, Yoda and Baby Yoda, yeah. yeah. And I came away with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire that's from Negan from The Walking Dead, but that was for my brother. So, you know, from you a gaming convention... Come away with nothing, did you? Yeah, you know, and from a gaming convention, I always like to come away with something new, you know, something geeky that I can keep that's somewhat different, somewhat unique or, you know, whatever... And there just wasn't much of that. It was there was a lot of no, you know, there was a lot of things that was based on stuff that ain't even really gaming as well. You know, there was a lot of stuff, yeah, that, yeah collectibles were, yeah. from movies, movies and stuff on it, and you know, yeah, and it was just like okay, yes, Insomnia's gaming and gaming can roll into movies all over the place, but you know, there was just too much of irrelevant the stuff. Same. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of stuff that was just same, like I, I just wouldn't buy that and. You know, I I get it. Obviously, businesses are, you know, there was things like the hand warmers and things like that that were there. And I get it. You know, it's a business. And some people may want to, obviously, for massaging and, you know, achy muscles and all that sort of stuff. But I just walk up and down and I just, it was just one of those where I just thought there just isn't enough variety. Yeah. You know, yes, I mean, you've got. I mean, the last time we went to EGX, do you remember that Ubisoft had their merchandise stall, didn't they? Yes. And, um, they had a they had a statue of Ezio from Assassin's Creed with an eagle on his arm, and it was so well built. It, oh, it was gorgeous, and 
all day I kept returning to that stall, that glass cabinet and thinking, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to buy it. I think I'm going to buy it. And I think it was like 70, 80, 80 pounds. It were, you know, it, it but it, 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 although that is an, a, a big expense, it was well worth it. Well, it, I mean, it yeah, was oh, yeah. the quality was brilliant. And the quality would, and they had loads of different things like that. And, and, and I can't, I ended up not buying that back then because I didn't have many other Assassin's Creed things. And I do regret it. I wish I had done that. It'd probably, you know, been the start. But, and I went down there this weekend with, you know, what the wallet packed basically ready yeah. to 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 make investments in stuff like that and and there wasn't anything it was like you said it, it was the what are the pop figures in it oh yeah they um, had a huge stall massive yeah massive massive stall of them which i'm not into i know many people are i know you quite like them yeah i just don't i, I can't get on with the big heads i think certain ones look all right but others i just think no i like the proper build like that Ubisoft one were, and, and yeah. there were none of it there, anywhere. There were no. none of the proper genuine sort of statues like that. There, like you say, there was a lot of same old, same old. You know, there was a lot of most of the stalls that were anything to do with gaming would have, even if it was eight or nine pop figures. You know, there was loads that had the same sort of stuff revolving around gaming, and none of it was really anything that you wouldn't get off Amazon or. You know, you wouldn't get yeah. from Smith's Toy Store. You know, it was a lot of just your basic stuff. You know, like you say, when we've been to EGX, there's these stalls that are massive. You know, they've got a massive lit background with all the stuff that you can buy from there. And, you know, you can go over and there's Halo. There's an entire cabinet of Halo collectibles, you know, different yeah. engraved key rings, badges, uh, you know, controllers, figures. All sorts of stuff that you you wouldn't just get from your local game shop or whatever. That's what you need, no. and I think they're like mini shops set up within yeah, the hall. Exactly. Aren't they? Yeah. It's like when you go to IKEA and you've got your kitchens all set up, your living rooms. It's it's like that, but with yeah. all games. You're, you're effectively getting half a hall purely on merchandise at EGX. Yeah, yeah. But um. But with that said, it was still a good day when it. I mean, we sound yeah. like we're kind of. Yeah, you know, the, so the, far it's been the bad, but spent. there's there's plenty of goods. Um, obviously, yeah. yes, we did queue for quite a while for the F1 uh, arcade racing thing, but it was harder than we thought. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it was fun. It was a yeah. lot of fun, wasn't it? I mean, I really enjoyed it, and I mean, I've had steering wheels back in the past, and not for a lot of years now, but like when when I was a lot younger, I used to always have a steering wheel, um, and. You know, I think we, we both sat there quite confident, didn't we? Well, stood, shall we say, in, yeah. in the queue. Because when we're watching people and they're spinning out and skidding all over, you think, actually, you know, I, mean, I play a lot of racing games personally, like Formula One. I, I play a lot and, and things like that. I always get the newest ones. And I thought, oh, I'll nail this compared to these. But uh, <laughs> very different yeah, it story. It definitely didn't end up like that. We, I remember, <laughs> obviously, you're watching, you're watching people take control and you get the five red lights counting down to green and that means you assume control of wheel and the car. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sat there and I've just got my arms ready, you know, we're going down the straight and the second it turned to green, my car was all over the place. The, the feedback and everything yeah. was crazy. And I did, probably the second corner I was off, I was hitting the wall and I thought, we spent an hour looking, thinking, yeah, we can smash this and... That definitely yeah. weren't the case. <laughs> but I mean, I mean as well. I mean, bear in mind it was in manual as well, yeah. with a flappy paddle. So I mean, you know, they're not easy if you've not used them before. Because back in the day, I used to have like a gear stick yeah. with mine, 
which I found very easy because I because I drive. But the floppy paddles I found more difficult. But yeah, but yeah, it, but I mean, in terms of that feedback, it, it, it I mean, it was so realistic, wasn't it? I mean, like oh, you said, yeah, it, the quality it, was just, just going in a straight line, just in a straight line, it, it, it'd be juddering. You, you could feel yeah, you like you could feel the power. Yeah, of you're the fighting car. the force and all that sort. Of, it, it was very good, and like I say, I mean. In the vlog, you'll see that we're bigging up, like, you know, I reckon we can compete for the top spot, you know. You were like, I could shave eight seconds off the time to yeah, beat yeah. and all that. I don't think we come really anywhere near, you know. I think I was about yeah. eight seconds off that, if not ten seconds off the time to beat. Yeah. And, you and know, what that we're offering is, this setup's a £1,000. It comes out in June, doesn't it, the, yeah. this new Alpine, and it's a £1,000. And if you got the fastest lap, you won a free setup. Um, yeah. So we were kind of like rubbing his hands. Oh yeah, yeah. I reckon, I reckon we could end up with this. And nah, nah, no, we were nowhere near. <laughs> but um, but it was fun. It yeah, was good. Fun. It was good. And you know, the the guys at the Alpine racing and that. There was one guy in particular. Uh, I don't think we got his name, but he was very, you know, explanatory of you know how it all works and the best way to race and you know how it all sort of comes together and how they make the machines and so on. It, it was really well put together. It was just, like I said, in the queue. Well, just more machines. Yeah, right? you know, instead of bringing three, they should have brought eight because, you know, the throughput would have been so much quicker. And going back to quicker. the chap who were explaining everything, he, 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 one thing he did say is, obviously, when you've got a steering wheel, and I don't just mean one of these that you buy for £80 out of Argos or wherever, but he was saying that, you know, everybody does have their own setup. Yeah. That on that day... You could not change the settings. You couldn't change any of the setup. You had to race with what they put. So he said, obviously, when people do get it, it they find it easier because you'll have the setup that suits you and how you yeah. race. And he also said, that's the beauty of it. You know, you could have it a thousand different ways, and it it does work for every racing game. You know, you can you can attach it to any racing game, and the steering wheel will work. Yeah. So. It was good. It, 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 like said, explanation. Yeah. Uh, so obviously we finished away from the Alpine racing, uh, and that was, it was sort of then when we sort of drifted into doing a bit of a walk around, weren't it? We were sort of looking into yeah what was there beyond. Obviously, because we jumped straight into that queue, so we didn't really take a look into anything beyond that to start. Which with. I'm glad we did. Yeah, because the queue exactly definitely when built. When we came back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. We sort of we went on then. Uh, on a bit of a walk around, we head over towards the content creators meet and greet area. Um, and somebody who I did want to meet while we were there is uh, Bexbomb, who's Xbox on Xbox UK host, streamer, producer, and so on, as with the rest of Xbox on. Uh, and she was lovely. Yeah, she, yeah, she was. She was great. She was, you know, interactive. She, I just sort of leant over and just sort of said, it's okay if we can have a picture. So she, you know, come around, didn't she? And she sat, stood and had a chat with us and had a picture with us both and asked how our day was going and all that sort of stuff. So it was, it was really nice to meet Bex. Um, yeah, and, and I think that was the thing for me is she didn't just quickly have the photo and then go no, back. To she took an interest doing. in she what we were doing. She took five minutes, didn't yeah. she? Or, you know, where have you been? What have you done? You know, are you having a good day? Yeah. And yeah, sure, absolutely lovely. And then, obviously, as part of that, she was obviously hosting a show with three other uh, presenters on the expo stage, which we actually went and watched. Uh, and that was yeah. that was such an educational show. It was all to do with... Eye-opening, yeah. Yeah, it was all to do with diversity and 
effectively getting a message across that obviously everything to do in gaming, whether it's race, uh, sexuality, identity, everything to do with it, basically how they can change it, you know, the ways that we can improve. The words that have stuck in my head, which I think was great, was all of these groups of minorities from all different ways of life. Cassie, who was one of the presenters, she said it great. She went, these groups of people aren't wanting exclusivity, they're wanting inclusivity. Not exclusive, yeah. it's inclusive. Yeah. And I think just the message that got across, obviously we had, um, I can't remember all the names now, but we had a woman from 2K Games. We had a guy from... Uh, Zara wanted it from 2K. Yeah, we had the guy from the producer, I can't remember their studio's name now. Uh, Deep from Silver. Deep Silver, that's it, from uh, who make like uh, Saints Row and so on. Then we had Bex yep. from Xbox UK and Cassie, who is a streamer on Twitch and also one of the owners of Black Twitch UK. And it was just yep. questions, the subjects and everything that was discussed was just, like you say, really eye-opening to behind the it scenes. It is, yeah, because, I mean, Cassie, obviously, she was kind of the forefront once she, where yeah. she, because she, like, like Astro said, she's the co-founder of, of, of Black Twitch UK. And she did it for a reason that, that, that black people are, are not in, in many games, lead characters are not often black. They're often white and things like that. And she was putting questions to the developers and answering questions from the developers and basically challenging the developers on how they could do better. Yeah. But whilst all that were happening, I think we just sat there and thought, and I mean, we, we've seen it, haven't we? When, like when we used to spend those days in the in the game chats of like yes. the likes of Call of Duty, how many times, you know, did a female come in? You could tell by the, the game attack it was female. And the whole game chat is just like, oh, what's she doing here? Oh, you don't belong in here. You're a girl, get out. You know, and, and it kind of, for me, it kind of flashed me back to those times. Yeah. Also, we don't spend a lot of time in game chat now, but you think, how does that make that person feel just because they are female and, and they're playing Call of Duty to just get like 15 other people yeah. just, just at them in, 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 a game, in a game room? And you think, that must be awful. And it's like, you know, you feel like, I feel like I wish I could go back in time and just speak up and go, do you know, She's in here because she wants to play a game just like you. Yeah. You know, I mean, we why said... Got to, why has it got to be this? I said to you, again, when we were queuing for the Formula One game, I said, what I love about Insomnia and what I've loved about EGX in the past, and that is, at a place like this, you can be you when it comes to just letting yourself be yourself, you know, when it comes to being geeky. Like whether geeking it comes, out. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you just you there, you know, the, the amount of people we saw and met and that during that day from every possible background you can imagine, you know, for every yeah. every um, gender, every identity, every sexuality, every race, every, you know, and, and nobody was hiding behind what you'd sort of class as the normal everyday life. No, there was just no, yeah. there was no hiding. There was no, everybody was just out there. And I, obviously I said to you in that queue, you know, it's great here because everybody's just here to have fun. You know, nobody yeah. cares in that sense of what somebody's dressed like or what somebody looks like, or, you know, everybody's just here to have a great day. And that show proved it because 
the people that were getting up and questioning the developers and Bex and Cassie at the end when the public could ask. You know, there was people from, again, every every possible background asking questions, and their questions were just as enlightening as, yeah. you know, the yeah. developers and for Cassie and so on. And, you know, um, it, it was eye-opening. We were obviously not going to sort of go into depth of studios, but obviously 2K and Deep Silver have both sort of said they, they were both like international sort of brand managers and that weren't they for uh, i can't remember yeah. the exact title but they're, ve they're very they're very high up they're like i mean zara does all the marketing and things, yes she, so like she said um, she care. both of them basically head up their own teams they choose who comes onto the 2k's teams in terms of marketing branding and an image of that studio but we had people standing up asking questions about their own experience of trying to get into the gaming industry where obviously studios that we're not going to name were so behind the modern day inclusivity of you know in, you know well, go reaching to everybody called out, didn't it? yeah we one in particular we're not going to obviously mention but them it. on stage were called out and 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 basically you know it was said by the people on stage that this particular company in the gaming industry had been approached by their marketing guy. You know, he'd gone to the top, to the CEOs and stuff like that, and mentioned this this inclusivity of, of different races, backgrounds, all that, and they basically said they don't want to... Yeah, wanna they, know. they basically, there are enough studios that are still out there that these people within the gaming industry are well aware of that... The people at the top who obviously take on the pe like take on the people below them are just oblivious to you know the difference they yeah, could be making. And I just think the show was like I say, we walked away from that show. It was forty five minutes, weren't it? Thereabouts, and yeah. you know we walked away from it and we said that was really well done. You know it was it was it were. I, I mean, the biggest the question for me that I really enjoyed was a guy that that, that stood up um, because obviously on stage we had what you know we we had a gay guy, didn't we? We had the yeah. Cassie who, who who was black and and obviously from Black Twitch UK um, and 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 two females, so there were diversity on the stage. But one guy who was a, a straight white bloke stood up and asked the question, like obviously I'm a straight white bloke, which is often the norm, as people put it. Yeah. But how can we, you know, what steps can we take to, to not be that not, you know, and basically expand your horizons. And it, and it was, wasn't it? It was just education, it was, yeah. just because speaking to these people, the... just understand how they feel. Because we, as straight white guys, will never understand how no. they feel. You know, Ever. Sarah from 2K, the... Pretty much the first thing she said, she said, uh, I'm going to bore you with a stat to get started. And I can't remember the exact figures, but she said, I think it was to do with 2021 as a whole. Every video game that was made in 2021, something like 74% of the lead characters were white. Something like 60% yeah. of them were white males. The other 30-something percent was narrowed down to, whatever, 20% of it being women. And then it narrowed yep. down to something like 6% being of a different colour, of a different sexuality, of a different, uh, you know, identity, everything. There was a 6% yeah. 
Well, she was actually from South Asia, wasn't yes. she? Yes. And she was saying it, would it something daft like 1% or 2% that yeah. that's ever been included? You know, if you if you look at that as a whole, that nearly 70% of all lead characters and general characters within gaming over the last year or however long the period was, 70% of those lead characters were white males. You know, that there, it yeah. was, it's immediately showed you that there was... There was this wide red problem, not but only is it in studios. can easily fix it, can't they? Because especially in games where you create your own character, as long as all those options are there, you can create whatever yeah, character you want. Yeah, I think it was more focused on those that are a lead protagonist, that you know, not, someone that yeah. is a set character. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. But they could also do what Assassin's Creed have done. I mean, they did it where the, they introduced the females, didn't they? And, and you could choose yeah. to be the male story. Or the female, sorry, which is good. There's a little bit of diversity there. So just expanding on that, it would be easy to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like I say, the, the, we walked away from that show. Um, by the time this show had finished, it was sort of half 12, weren't it? Something like that, one o'clock. Mm. Um, but we only said we were going to stay for 10 minutes, didn't we? Yeah. See what it was about. That, and that we was, ended up watching That was the it, whole really. Thing. You know, we, we'd stopped and it, spoke to Bex, it and it was like, you know, she's hosting this show. We'll, we'll stop by. We'd. we'd she told us that she was obviously going to host it and it was on at half 12, I think it was, or whatever time it was. But we said, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll stop by, we'll go and have a watch. And we, we did stay for the whole thing because it, the people, all four of the people on stage were really sort of good at what they were doing. You know, they were, they were, you were hooked mm. to everything they were talking about. And I think, yeah, we walked away from it sort of quite interested in exactly what changes still need to be made um in, yeah. you know in gaming as a whole and what not... we can do as gamers yeah exactly you know we, you know what we can do as we, gamers. we've already said obviously there's going to be a um podcast to do with communities and the toxicity i can't say a word i can't think of the right word for it toxicity toxicity or toxic behavior within gaming still you know and it's not it it yeah. goes it goes right down to you know online abuse bullying rolling you know right up to the very worst in terms of obviously to do with diversity and so on that's something we obviously want to talk about in a separate podcast anyway um definitely and yeah so you know it, it just led us on to obviously we went for lunch after that and it was still a topic of discussion during food um yeah it was yeah so yeah yeah just moving on obviously from the show we we did go and we got pizza uh which as you'll see in the blog again i was quite disappointed to find out that a meat feast pizza that we ended up sharing was fourteen pound fifty. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it was lovely. Oh, the food it was great. Really you know, the pizza was it, it was, was all freshly made in the pizza oven after you'd ordered it. Um, the service weren't too bad actually. I mean, we timed it right. We we joined the queue when there was well, I, I went. You grabbed a seat, didn't you? Because it was busy. Um, yeah, yeah. I went and queued. Just and, to sit down after that. I yeah. went out from the queue. So. We then went and sat down, and well, you went and sat down. I went and queued for about fifteen minutes for the pizza, and then by the time I'd actually got the pizza and sat down, there must have been about fifty people queuing. It was crazy. Yeah, we, again, we hit the queue at the right time. Didn't I we? think we, we felt lucky that way. You, you'll find the consensus for most of this day was we timed it right. Yeah, <laughs> I think everything yeah. we got in every queue when it was empty or you know very short, and you know we we saved ourselves twenty minutes here and there. But yeah, the food was good. Um, 
Again, you'll and then see... we agreed on a donut after that, didn't we? Ash, did you enjoy that? <sighs> this is this is a bitter, <laughs> bitter subject. It's so, a sore subject, isn't it? Yeah, obviously you'll see in the again if you watch the vlog, you'll see that I'd, I'd got my eyes on donuts after the pizza. It was like we're going there next. I think they were called Dum Dum Donuts or something like that, and yeah, yeah, they were unreal. They looked unreal at least. Um, they were massive as well. Yeah, they? they were massive, and they, they were the sort that you see now. They they're becoming like their own massive dessert in one you know they're topped with biscuit and sprinkles and all sorts of stuff and that was the plan so we'd eat the pizza we'll come back to that shortly because the queue for everything at this point was massive uh what was it three times we walked past and then on the fourth attempt i'll yeah. go over and they're all gone well you'd asked me didn't you i want a donut now are you up for yeah. it and i was sort of like well i'm not too hungry yeah i you know i might have it in a bit and i decided against it i'm not having one so Ash were like, right, well, I'm going to go get one. And what happened when you got there? Both both display cabinets were empty. And when I went over and asked, have you got any more left? They went, no, that's it for today. <laughs> I'd, I'd literally spend <laughs> half my day waiting for that. And they'd gone. But I tell you what, because I'd said no and you decided to wait for me, when we go to his next event, I will buy you a donut. <laughs> Oh, lovely. Can't wait. September can't come quick enough. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we'd finished lunch, and to be honest, it sort of went on to a, a bit of a general wonder then, weren't it? The afternoon was very much... We were just playing whatever was about. We, we, we went into, like, the indie game section, which there was a few PCs and consoles set up. You had a go on a game that yeah. was... It was kind of like Minecraft, weren't it? It was another sort of block building. It was exactly that's the thing, though. It was exactly like Minecraft, but with a different yeah. name. Yeah, I mean, you were you were chopping trees down and building bushes with them and all sorts, weren't you? So yeah, yeah. You know, the indie section was again. I mean, it's it's unfair Small. in a way to conf- com- to compare Insomnia to EGX because they are on such a different scale. Um, yeah, but yeah, every, every section was a little bit smaller than I've I remember from previous Insomnias and so on, but. You know, Indy had a few going on, and it was drawing, obviously, a crowd, as it all does. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just sort of an afternoon of wandering. We we went over to the um, Republica Gamers. They had a really big screen with uh, Rocket League. And then, obviously, we took yeah. a venture around all the computers, didn't we? We were playing on... I was playing Friends with Golf on a laptop. Uh, we had Forza Horizon 5 on laptops. Uh, or desktops, whatever it was, and I mean, I've been saying for a while, I'd love section, didn't we? Yeah, I've you been got saying for a while, inside of thirty seconds. Yeah, we won't go into that <laughs> bit. Um, but yeah, it, it was just it was quite good. I mean, I'd like a new gaming laptop more than anything now because obviously producing all this content now for Press Start uh, and playing on some of the games, some of the rigs that they had set up there were like wow this is pc you know i'm not used to that um i found it so difficult you know i i used to be a pc gamer back in my teens but god i found it difficult see especially with that that force of that race and it it just i don't know it it didn't make sense i think i would have preferred the controls to be a bit more sort of mouse based and i get why but I couldn't do it. I mean, you do, don't you? You you really I enjoy do. a bit of PC. Yeah, gaming. I can do but PC. For me, gaming. unless it's a simulator, I'm not interested. Yeah. Um I'm console. I think that's the thing, like for both of us, generally ninety nine percent of our gaming is Xbox. So mm. for me, 
generally the only PC gaming I do do is simulators. I've got my Planet Coaster, my Planet Zoo, The Sims. Though I am used to controlling PC games, but not to the level of when I tried playing Forza Horizon and that, which was, again, like you, we, we sort of struggled with that a little bit. Yeah. For me, especially with a racing game, obviously, bar having the Alpine that we did play earlier in the day, is at least with your sort of thumbstick, you've got a bit of a feel of the turn. Yeah. How much pressure it takes. Whereas when you're using the the keys on the keyboard, for me, there's just no sort of sense of how hard you're turning yeah. or braking or, you know, I, I, and that, I think it's that for me, I think, you know, and, but yet you speak to PC gamers and they prefer, you know, the mouse and keyboard yeah. feel of it. Yeah. So obviously we, we moved away from the PC and then we sort of head over the, the Xbox and PlayStation sort of, I suppose you could call it a village, but a section that PlayStation and Xbox had. Um, we we were looking at some of the Xbox games and so on. We ended up going with Halo, didn't we? We had a couple of we had about a fifteen yeah. minute slot on Halo, um, which you nailed. To be fair, yeah, I, I, I managed to fit in a full game. Uh, got thirty two kills, eight deaths. Uh, good game. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just one of them again. You know, when we've been to, I don't, I, again, it's sort of unfair to compare, but Xbox and PlayStation's appearance at Insomnia. Uh, not insomnia sorry egx previously have been massive you know we've we've had yeah. full-on like xbox uh, one that i went to in probably 2018 or 2017 they basically had the xbox village it was this massive yeah. green area Huge. on a stage where they had games set up for just about every possible studio you know you could queue up to bag yourself yeah. some xbox swag this was literally a wall with about six screens on it and then a table with yeah. a few more on uh obviously playing going back three or to four when games. i did egx in london they had half of the upstairs yeah the, the the second floor xbox had half of the of the second floor and they even had a little village downstairs so yeah. they kind of had it it was huge i mean granted we did say obviously the, the downside to insomnia is when it's on in march and that there's not really anything hyped up you know we've not had no gaming convention so there's nothing when we go to egx you know we're gonna go if we get to go in september we're gonna go when the new call of duty is there playable but not out yet you know we're gonna go when the next i don't know fifa the next madden yeah. the next forza potentially i think we're way off yet but you know the next fable you know there could be six seven eight games there that are coming out in the next two months that are currently not available so you you know you want to play them you want to get a go Whereas at Insomnia... Yeah. Well, the thing is with Xbox as well, like with the amount of studios that they've bought out in, say, the last two years, potentially at EGX, there could be so much. There could be yeah. so many games that all these studios have, are now bringing. Yeah, you know, you know I mean, we've, release, we've already got so. probably eight or nine studios from Xbox that we know, already know what they're working on. You know, you've got Starfield, yeah. you've got... Obviously, Fable, you've got the Zero Dark series, if that ever comes. Um, obviously, there's the new Forza Horizon, not Forza Horizon, sorry, Forza Motorsport. There's plenty coming up, as well as games from developers like Ubisoft or EA that choose to host their games on Xbox at EGX. 
you know, we yeah. queued in the Xbox section to play Division 2 a couple of years back. So, you know, yeah. The, yeah. that's where all the hype is. Obviously, at Insomnia, we're playing, we're just sort of having a bit of fun on a game that, you know, we've played Halo since launch. It was just, should we yeah. have a go? Should we have a go while we're here? So, you know, there, it, it, that's not Insomnia's fault. You know, it's the time of year that they host the shows and it would be mm. silly for and Insomnia. And it is just to celebrate gaming. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just to bring gamers from all over the country and beyond together. And, yeah. you know, we, we, we had good fun. There was plenty going on. Um, you know, I, I didn't realise, but there's another one in August. So there's only another four months till the next Insomnia, which that one would potentially be a little bit more hyped if they can get their hands on, you know, a few more games that are announced months before. I don't know whether they will, yeah. but... You know, the, the August one might be the really big one. I don't, I'm not too sure, but, you know, we, we, we got on a few things. We, we took part in a few things. There was, you know, there was other things that, that we didn't queue for, like the army were there in a big way. They Obviously, they, were, they had a tank and everything there. Um, yeah, I think overall it was just really, it was well put together. It was just quite small, small for ha scale. yeah on a small scale for just how many people turned up and obviously we were there but on I a think saturday for us, i think with you know obviously we have said the negative side of it was it was so small but for us for us who we were doing our first vlog together yeah with press start i think it was the perfect oh yeah sort of convention to go to to get that experience to get the trial and you know, do the recordings. And like you said, there's plenty more we could have done and, and there's plenty of stuff that we learnt from um, by going to a smaller one like that. So I think that does ready us up for if we decide to go to the to the bigger Insomnia in August or EGX at the end of the year, I think yeah. it's definitely put us in good standing, hasn't it, to, to what we need to do and not do and, and things like that. So it was yeah. good drawing that experience. I think that's it. that was, the, like you say, that was a good thing to do with the vlogging because I think if we... Took on the thing of right, we're going to vlog EGX in September, and that was our first go. We'd be potentially vlogging. We'd we'd potentially be sort of, uh, what's the word like? Over, overwhelmed with just how much is going on in what would probably be a one day trip. You know, we'd, we'd yeah. probably sort of feel like with the train journeys that we'd have to get to London and everything like that, we'd probably struggle to sort of make sense of vlogging a whole day at such a big event so yeah it was good we got a good trial and the reviews that we've got off people that we know that have watched it have sort of said it's it's good yeah you know, it's quite interesting yeah. it was a good watch so you know the feedback's been good for our first go and like we've said we've got other things planned uh coming up we've got airsoft soon which obviously it's not related directly to press start but us and our xbox group are all meeting up next month uh for yeah. that obviously i'm coming up and to you're yours. Up, we're meeting up next week yeah, yeah the, well this week saturday. yeah this saturday for saturday. boxing up in leeds so you know we've got things that we could do i might bring the camera and that along for a couple of things as a bit more practice ready for some of our bigger events and uh yeah yeah just see how it goes obviously we had a good day. It was good fun. There was there was there was good things to bring away. There was some negatives, like we've said. Uh, but yeah, yeah we, we got a little go on a few things. I enjoyed it, and I think as well, like we mentioned earlier, I think the fact that we we've, we've all been 
sort of locked away for two years and I don't want to keep focusing on the whole COVID thing so I'm, everybody's bored of it but I just think it was just so nice to get out yeah just and, and have a day that's dedicated to gaming and yeah. just have that day because I mean how many times did we say like gaming saved us during lockdown oh didn't massively it, you know? yeah if we haven't had, have had gaming if I hadn't have had gaming I, you know I, I don't know what I'd have done I'd I think you know, gaming kept me kept me bloody sane during yeah. lockdown. So it was so nice to get out and go, yeah, you know, celebrate gaming. Yeah, and I think yeah, like I say, obviously we we do look forward to hopefully attending some uh, EGX at the end of the <laughs> no, year. Oh, okay, I, this this is horrific throughout this episode, but yeah, I, we we look forward to doing that. Obviously, like I say, if you stay tuned to everything with Press Start, obviously we're posting more news and more videos and podcasts and that all the time. Um, and yeah, you know, we'll we'll make you aware of any events, anything we've got planned coming up. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, keep keep with us. We're obviously still in our early days. We've got a lot of different plans going forward with Press Start in terms of you know social media uh youtube content creation the website and everything else in between so yeah stick with us yeah we're just in the crawling stage out we're nearly yeah. walking now and uh pretty soon we'll be running so come along yeah so as always if you have enjoyed the podcast um obviously you can follow us on spotify uh, and you can also find us on soundcloud at the moment we are looking at other ventures to do to host the podcast um, but yeah, you can follow us on Spotify. You can add us to your playlist and so on and listen to us on the bus or on your car ride to work. And uh, yeah, there's going to be more. We're still discussing what we want to do in terms of a schedule going forward, uh, whether it will be weekly or fortnightly. Uh, we'll we'll justify them a little bit more yeah. and clarify that a bit more later on. With a bit of luck, we'll have that on next episode. Won't we? Yeah. We, 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 like I said, we're kind of we're kind of just at the... Soft launch, I would say. Yeah, we're finding our feet. Where we're at now. Um, and once we've found us feet, which hopefully will be in the next couple of weeks, we'll definitely let you know a, a, a better schedule in terms yeah. of the podcast and the content. And as always, obviously, you can also follow us on our social medias. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, we are at press underscore start UK. Uh, I believe on Facebook, it's press dot start one. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get the same as the other two. But uh, yeah, if you follow us on our social media, especially things like Twitter and Instagram, you will keep up to date with everything we're doing, all our plans, all our activities. Uh, and obviously, you'll also see all the links there for our videos on YouTube and the links to our podcast. So uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, as always, to the co-host of this show, Shane. Thank you, and thank you to you, Ash. And uh, yeah, hope you guys have... A great week ahead. Hope you had a great Easter weekend and bank holiday, and we will see you on the next episode. See you soon.